0: Tuesday.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening for the World Wide Wrestling Federation Heavyweight Championship. Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, our first event of the evening is a one-fall match with a 15-minute time limit. There ain't nobody, there ain't nobody in wrestling
0: who can make me quit. And that's the bottom line. Tuesday. We are what wrestling's all about. New York City here, Chicago here, J.D. on my left, Linda on my right. But I'm not telling any of the girls who I'm going to give it to in Chicago until that night. Woo! Tuesday, wrestling. Tuesday returns to Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. On ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday, right here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Also on the Under the Hood podcast, John the Hood with you, as promised. We told Mike Mooneyham when your book is completed, we're going to have you on. And guess what, Mike Mooneyham, the Hall of Famer, is back with us. The best-selling author Mike Mooneyham returns with a collection of tributes that spotlight some of pro wrestling's biggest talents final bell is the name of the book final bell legends of the mat uh remembered and mike mooneyham joins me jonathan hood here on ESPN 1000 and the espn app hello mike hello jonathan i knew didn't i tell you that when that book's completed you gotta come on because people have been asking because <laughs> uh, they've already purchased the book and they want to hear from you so <laughs> thanks so much for coming on with us again here in chicago
1: well my pleasure thanks for having me on the show uh, yeah this was a labor of love uh this was a compilation of some of my best columns over the years which were tributes to guys and gals who i had known in the business and um it's really uh, it, it's it's a collection of tributes to men and women who made their mark on the wrestling profession um it's sort of an anthology of people stories uh, and these are unique individuals it's about talented athletes uh, who followed their dreams and lived by the credo, the show must go on.
0: I want to ask you about one of the, um, the figures in this book, and that's Wahoo McDaniel. I have yeah. been watching a, a ton of Mid-Atlantic uh, on the WWE Network week after week after week just to make sure that I'm getting an understanding of um, Dusty's booking, Dory Funk's booking during that time in the early 80s. And just seeing Wahoo go from babyface to heel, he was solid both. Because now I'm in the middle of the the two man, um, you know, he and Tully Blanchard going, you know, yeah. as as you know, yeah. as a, a two man, you know, wrecking crew going through yeah. Mid Atlantic, and it's so it's such fun television. What what are your memories of Wahoo, both as a babyface and as a heel?
1: Well, Wahoo was, yeah, he he was he was good at both. You know, of course, as his forte was, was being a, a big time baby face. And, uh, he was so popular, I think because of his, because of his toughness. Um, I don't know if there's ever been a tougher wrestler, maybe with the exception of Johnny Valentine than Wahoo McDaniel. You know, a lot of guys, including Ric Flair said, you know, Wahoo is the toughest guy I ever met and he, he proved it on a football field and he proved it in the wrestling ring. Um, uh, you know, I can still feel those uh those tremendous tomahawk chops that he threw against Valentine and Flair, and the sledgehammer blows that Valentine you know threw back at wahoo and It's just unbelievable to see these guys. I saw so many Wahoo and Valentine matches over the years, and everyone was just totally brutal uh, but when he became a heel, he did that heel run. Uh, you know, he was still tough. He didn't really change his character much. He just, yeah. you know, uh, kind of teamed with the, the, the bad guys on the roster, such as Tully. Um, but, yeah, there's so many great memories about about Wahoo over the years. And uh, I've chronicled a lot of this in, in one of the bios. Uh, he's he's in a section of my book called The Originals, and he certainly was an original. You know, there are not too many name guys that can just have one name and be identifiable Wahoo is was one of those guys. And, um, everyone who played football with him, everyone who wrestled against him, um, to a man, they'll say that uh, there were no tougher guys uh, than Wahoo McDaniel.
0: The other person that's in this book uh, is Gerald Briscoe, Jerry Briscoe. <laughs> I'd say again, watching some of this, some of his vintage stuff, Mike, yeah. um, in mid Atlantic with the NWA and just, not just as a, a bad guy with his brother, but just he's one of these straight-ahead bad guys where it's like, you know what, you know, I'm great, and I'm going to show you why I'm great. I'm not going to backpedal, I'm going to come right at you. I, I just think that he, he was a very unique uh, character and obviously a great wrestler in his own right for many years.
1: Yeah, you know, he was sort of a little bit in the shadow of his brother, Jack. I mean, not too many people weren't. Jack was, Jack was probably one of the greatest wrestlers to ever step inside a ring collegiately or professionally, but um, I loved it when they you know the Briscoe brothers, especially their are running the Carolinas with uh in the feud they had with Ricky Steamboat and Jay Youngblood mm-hmm. I mean, just some classic stuff you know, with Jerry wearing Jay Youngblood's Indian headdress and uh and that kind of thing, but Jerry actually told me that the best time he ever had in the wrestling business. Uh, was during that stretch here where he teamed with uh, brother Jack, um, and you know you talk about tag teams, uh, the Funk's versus the Briscoes, brothers versus brothers. Uh, it was just tremendous stuff.
0: Mike Mooneyham, the uh, piece, the uh, book is entitled uh, Final Bell: Legends of the Mat Remembered. As we talk about that book again, you can find that book uh, anywhere, right? Especially, uh, especially at uh, it was at EveningPostBooks.com.
1: Yeah, that's the main outlet uh right now, eveningpostbooks.com. Um uh, I think in the uh, first part of well, probably the middle part of May it'll be up on Amazon. Um so it'll have a, a much greater reach, but right now you can you can get it from the eveningpostbooks.com site and also Barnes and Noble's uh website. Um but yeah, this was this was, you know, it this was a fun book to do because I admired these people so much, but it was also a little um a little heart-wrenching, you know, cuz these guys, I had most of the people I wrote about were friends of mine in the business and um at the time the and these are from actual columns that appeared, you know, a few days after their passing. So it was kind of tough for me to write them at the time, but then when I uh, you know started started compiling and there's so i think there's 37 different people in here once i started compiling um these these bios uh, you know it just brought a smile to my face to see um what you know what joy and and entertainment these guys brought to wrestling fans all over the world um you know we have this book divided into sort of uh, different categories to to have some level of separation but we had uh... we have a chapter called the champions and that's guys like jack briscoe uh... Lou Fez, Vern gagne um, but we also have the what we call the originals you know which are guys like wahoo johnny valentine roddy piper uh... freddie Blassie. Um we have a section the underrated uh... people like eddie guerrero uh... danny miller penny banner who was one of the great women wrestlers. Um, and then something near and dear to my heart, the Mid Atlantic mainstays and stars um, George and Sandy Scott, Johnny Weaver, Tim Woods, Jay Youngblood, uh, Rip Hawkins, Sweet Hansen, many others. Uh, and then there's a section called the Brain Trust, sort of the people who made the magic behind the scenes. Uh, guys like Jim Barnett, uh, Henry Marcus, who was a friend of mine for. Over fifty years he promoted here in the Carolinas and uh, learned a lot of the tricks of the trade from him uh Bobby heenan Gordon Soly, Lance Russell so you know it's a good division uh, in the book of of different types of performers um, but yeah, this was uh this is this is a really uh and i'm of course i'm biased but it's a really good book for anybody who's been a long time fan of wrestling and even for younger fans who who really like what they see today but you know have want to have a sense of history um that's what you'll find in this book and um yeah it's uh it's it's good reading. If, if I must say so myself, <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh,
0: you you mentioned Henry Marcus. Was he someone that uh, that booked the towns in the Carolinas in his day?
1: Yeah, he was one of the uh, main promoters for uh, Jim Crockett Sr. And mm. he's got a tremendous story. I mean he promoted he promoted everything from pro wrestling to the Harlem Globetrotters to the original Superman and Lois Lane, the old rock and roll review shows. Um, And I met him, you know, early in my wrestling career, back in the 60s. He was a promoter here in Charleston, and he also promoted in Columbia and a couple of the other spot towns like Myrtle Beach and Florence. But it was every Friday night here in Charleston, every Tuesday night at the Township Auditorium in Columbia. And, uh, you know, he... I think he was as much the buildings as the mortar that held it together. Um, He was a promoter extraordinaire, one of the old-time promoters who traveled the roads with guys like Rocky Marciano and Joe Lewis, and you know, just had so many tremendous stories he shared over the years. And um, he was a great promoter. I mean, he was one of the old-time promoters, along with Jim Crockett Sr. And for fans in this area, uh, you know, he was something special. And I would would have been remiss not to have included him in this book because he was one of my favorites. And he was part of that fabric that really made wrestling such an enjoyable um, hobby to watch. And, you know, certainly for thousands of fans here in the Carolinas, uh, he was part of the show.
0: You mentioned Penny Banner earlier, so when I think of Penny Banner, I think about the fabulous Moolah, obviously.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wh-
0: what do you think, Mike, that Mula would think of today's women's revolution in the business today?
1: Uh, she would love it. She she would love it. You know, she, she started her own revolution, um, you know, years ago when she started training less, train. she trained most of the girl wrestlers in the business during the 60s and 70s you know 90 percent of the gals you saw were were trained or booked by mula and she really rolled with the flow you know she she became part of the show in the 80s during the rock and wrestle deal at wrestlemania and she was uh she was a figure during the 90s during the attitude era with wwe so she really rode that long wave and was one of the favorites of vince mcmahon senior and also vince mcmahon jr um and she would, she would have loved this, you know. She I mean she took part in you know a lot of the stuff WWE did in, in recent years till her till her passing in two thousand and, and seven. Um, but her and Mae Young, they were certainly an integral part, and Mae's featured in the book as well. I couldn't not include those two. Those were two of my favorite people. Um, but yeah, she would love what's going on. She because uh, she loved the showmanship, but she also loved the uh, you know the wrestling part of it. And, uh, she would have been one of the main proponents if, if she'd still been around today.
0: Mike, I see that Jim Cornett was also involved in your book as well.
1: Yeah, Jim was kind enough to, uh, lend some nice words, uh, about the book and about myself. And Jimmy and I go way back. He probably knows as much about the wrestling business as anybody I've ever met. He's just, uh, you know, he's a creative genius and Jimmy's a funny guy. And, uh, <laughs> I was glad to have him on board and also, Thanks to Jim Ross and Les Thatcher for writing The Forwards. Um, uh, That was, you know, they're two of my longtime buddies in the business, too. And um, yeah, you know, I I think for old school people, you're going to love this book. But I think for, like I said, people who are a little bit newer, uh, fan wise, uh, they're going to get some good history. And I also have um, some bios on uh, China and Bobby Heenan and uh, some of the recent people that we lost far too soon. You know, one of my favorite um, bios in this book is Sputnik Monroe. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe a lot of fans don't know him today, but he's been around the business for a long time. He was the uh, diamond ring and Cadillac man, 235 pounds of twisted seal, Twisted steel and sex appeal with the body men fear and women love. <laughs> you know, uh, he was Stone Cold Steve Austin a long time before there was Stone Cold Steve Austin. He was a national symbol for the anti-establishment movement. Um, could cut a promo like nobody, and was really an important figure in in Memphis, Tennessee, where he really was as instrumental as anyone is. Uh, um, leading the charge for integration at the you know at the pro wrestling shows in Memphis, um, he, at the time he began wrestling there, you know blacks were in one part of the building and whites were in another part. Blacks were in the balcony, and Sputnik would go on and say, "Look, you know, I'm not going to wrestle here tonight until everybody sits together," and that was a big deal back then. We're talking a long time ago, and you know Sputnik, he was like you know he. Kind of like was a heel in the ring, sort of like Steve Austin would be years later. But uh, he was a beloved heel. I mean, he was uh, he he spoke up for for everyone, and um, it's a really colorful bio in, in in this book. Is you know that sort of one of my favorites.
0: Yeah, I look forward to reading that because I've heard Jim talk, talk a lot about Sputnik Monroe because of his time in Memphis and yeah. his knowledge of. Uh, of Jerry Jarrett's promotions, so that's uh, that's going to be an interesting read for sure. Uh, yeah. Again, it's a final bell. You can go to uh, eveningpostbooks.com. dot com. Again, eveningpostbooks.com, dot com. You can get it there. And as Mike mentioned later on in the month of May, you'll be able to pick it up on Amazon mm-hmm. Amazon dot com. Um, yep. What uh, I'm interested in, in wondering your thoughts about um, the movement by the NWA. Yes, it, it's it's current right now and. Uh, they just had an event in Concord, North mm-hmm. Carolina on Saturday. I watched the event, and I tell you what, Mike, I was blown away by what the NWA is trying to do. Uh, they are—they have a connection to the past and bring it to yeah. the present. That ring was an NWA ring. I could have saw it in any <laughs> Mid Atlantic card. I could when they turned that yeah. TV on and put that camera in center ring. I said, "Oh my God!" It—it yeah,
1: it looked yeah. like
0: a, an old a Worldwide Wrestling show from '85. It was great.
1: Yeah, I think Billy Corgan's got a good thing going. I think they're probably as close to the um, the flavor, uh, of the original flavor of NWA as, as any kind of NWA-related promotion has been in years. And they're doing it the right way. They're doing it, uh, they're respecting tradition. They're bringing back a lot of the guys, you know, like Nikita was there, uh, Rock and Roll Express, you know. Um uh, all of those guys that were big back in the NWA heyday. So, I think they're doing it the right way and they've got a bunch of new guys too who are really good. Nick Aldis, he's one of the best. Um there was just there's a really good vibe about this as well as, you know, the all elite wrestling promotion that's uh that should be making some some big noise pretty soon. So, I think the more the merrier, that's good for the wrestling business. No one wants to see a A one-man show. Um, uh, WWE is probably going to be dominant for years to come, but certainly there's room for other types of promotions, such as AEW, the NWA, and if these promotions can survive and even flourish, it's going to be it's going to be all good for the fans and the wrestling business in general. So, you know, pretty pumped and excited about that.
0: It always comes back around, doesn't it, Mike? It always (laughs)
1: sure does, man. And you know what? (laughs) I've I've been writing about wrestling for over fifty years now. Mm-hmm. That's a long haul, and I thought about it the other day, and I said, you know what? Where did the time go? I have seen so many. I've seen the evolution of wrestling from back in the day. You know, I was the big guy. one of my heroes back in back then was Luthes, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, gee, Luthes won his first NWA World Title in 1937. And, you know, I knew I was a friend of Lou's, uh, and I greatly respected him. But that's going back a long ways. And I've been doing this a long time, and I've seen so many things about the wrestling business change. But, you know, it's still here, I mean, and it's still flourishing. So that says a a lot about the business in general. And, by the way, this month is going to mark my 30th, uh, my 30th year of writing a, a column in the Sunday sports section of the Posting Courier, I can't believe it's been 30 years, but uh, wow. yeah, it's a long run.
0: Yeah, it certainly is. And again, for our, our Tuesday Wrestling, Tuesday Wrestling fans, pick up the book, uh Final Bell, com is where you can find it. And again, it's going to be on Amazon later on this month. I'm well, I'm glad I spent some time with you Mike because I just want to get your thoughts. First of all, I want people to be aware of the book. But just yeah. kind of going through some of these names in the book, names that I'm familiar with. or names I read about in the magazines as a kid. It's just uh this is going to be fascinating, a fascinating read.
1: Well, I thank you. I I always enjoy talking to you and being on your show and uh yeah, if you know, if if you don't go to eveningpostbooks.com, just google Mike Mooningham and Final Bell and it'll come up. Um so you know, pretty easy to order, and uh, I, like I said, I'm really proud of it. And I think I think people are going to like it.
0: My friend, as always, I appreciate your time. And I'm going to tell you right now, I saw Nikita in the Concord. I think he's ready. I think he's ready for another run. <laughs> hey,
1: That's... I talk to Nikita all the time. I, I think he, I think he could get in a ring right now. You know, get that little Russian voice back, and uh, he never really lost it. Uh, it's amazing how he developed it. Uh, that russian gimmick as soon as he did you know a kid from minnesota and he turned into uh, immediately turned into this russian monster the russian nightmare but yeah i think Nikita could give it a go and you know ricky and robert they're still doing it 35 <laughs> years later they're you know i guess they're still teenage idols to some and uh... still doing their thing and hey ricky's got that mullet going strong <laughs>
0: was busted open it made me sad mike he was busted they, open in that I, match but, oh but, here's, man, but but here's uh, the thing you know what?
1: They, but uh, but here's the they thing they love it mike. it's, it's uh, no pun intended it's in their blood oh yeah it, it is he was
0: but here he's over that second rope and you know what he's doing he had it right hand and he he was he was trying to reach out to that fan in the front row and you know what they were doing they were chanting rock and roll <laughs> 2019 they're still doing it he had his hands rock. out there reaching out for help it was great he was like 85 again <laughs>
1: Oh, nobody makes a comeback like Ricky. <laughs> it was just unbelievable. It's,
0: it's my childhood all over again.
1: It takes like, you back, yeah. Well, you know, quickly I might add there's, um there's a sort of a successor to Fan Fest that's being held in back in Charlotte at the same venue, the Hilton University of Hilton in Charlotte, second week in August, I believe, called the Gathering. And it's sort of like um, you know Greg Price is not doing the Fan Fest anymore, but um, there's a guy named Martin D'Amato from New York with Team Up Promotions. They're presenting the gathering, and it's like three or four days of probably going to be a hundred uh, hundred wrestling legends there. So it's another big weekend weekend in Charlotte for fans that love the you know Fan Fest over the years. This is going to be sort of like um, a little reunion of sorts.
0: That's going to be a lot of fun, absolutely. If you are a fan of the NWA and that and Mid Atlantic area, worldwide areas, as they used to say, it's going to be great. Mike, yeah. I always enjoy our conversations. Let's do it again. We will. we we'll be. I'll be glad to, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. Here's Mike Moodyham? Final Bell is the name of the book. Legends of the Mat Remembered. Again, uh, you can where we told you where to find that. It's in our description of our of our podcast, uh, as well as it's going to be. Uh, uh, available on Amazon pretty soon here in the month of May. So check that out. Mike Mooneyham with us here on Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Thanks so much for listening. Jonathan Hood on ESPN and the Under the Hood podcast.